0: Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Mason Boyd, joined as always by Galeninos Junior and Matthew Souza. Hey guys, I, say. I want this season to get canceled.
1: Me too. Yeah. Um. I yeah me three me three. Update:
2: me three. I am still winless. I and win seven, baby.
1: I lost again. I'm two and five. Mason, we're tied. See, you're on the downswing of two and five. I'm on the upswing of two and five. It's a new day. Yes, it is. For all right, first before we jump into anything, everything football and fantasy football, I gotta talk about something in our league real quick. Um, Mason, I don't know yeah. if you heard the news, but before we just did this podcast, um, we did we made some history in our league. I saw it. Yeah, it. Was, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys what the history was. The first ever three way trade was made in our league. Now, people laughed about it. They scoffed at it when I suggested, hey, you want to make a three-way deal? I've been suggesting that for years. <laughs> it's true. Literally years. Years. I was like, yeah, what are we going to do to make a three-way deal? Today was that day. I'm going I'm to give you the background of how it started. I'm, I'm at work today, and uh, I'm checking my phone here and there. Now, I've been talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Justin Vincelette. Probably about the past month, trying to trade Boston Scott to him because he is the owner of Miles Sanders. Boston Scott is his handcuff, and we couldn't agree on any trade possible. And this has been going on for a month. So I text JV today. I said, "You know, you want to make a deal, this and that." And he talked about a possible deal. You know, involved a guy I had. So my dad texts me, and he says, oh, "I'm trying to make a trade uh, with Souza." He said, "What do you think about you know this deal and that?" I said, yeah, you know, sure, that's not bad, whatever. And then Souza, I think I texted Sousa about a certain player on his team. And he said, uh, you know, I'm not not, not going to trade him for that because that's not what I want. And he came back to me with a deal. And I was like, okay, that could, that could possibly work. But I was waiting to see what I was going to do with JV first before that deal happened. And uh, so time passes at work. I call Susan and when I get first thing out of work, I say, look, I, I want to make that deal that you sent to me because um, I like it. I think it can make my team better. I said, and the only problem is I had one of the players that was involved. I was talking to JV about. So let me call you right back. I'm going to check with JV to see if, you know, he wants to do the deal, this and that. And it doesn't work. And Susan was like, yeah, actually. He's like, I had a deal, too, uh, in the line. And that person was trying to get one of the players that I'm offering you. So I'm going to see if we can do whatever. And he didn't tell me who the person was. So I hang up the phone with Susan. I call JV for a last chance deal about this guy. JV doesn't answer. Goes to voicemail. I figured out, what the hell? I'll call my dad. Because I always call my dad after I get out of work. We usually talk fantasy or whatever. I call him. And he goes, "Hey," I said, "What's up?" And he goes, "I got a special guest here." And I was like, "Special guest?" And then he goes, and I hear, "Hey," and I go, "Who's this?" He goes, "It's Souza." <laughs> on the call with my dad. I was like, "You motherfucker!" I was like, "I didn't know he was the other guy." Yep. So they're working on a trade while me and Souza are working on a trade, and I said, "Yo." let's let's make history i said let's do a three-way deal because i know my dad loves to trade so i said i'm gonna do this deal with Susa. you guys do your deal and then me and my dad will work out a deal and he's like what kind of deal we're we gonna make i said we'll make a deal because i'm pushing this three-way trade because it's history i just want to do it. honestly the trade the trade that we made today i don't i don't know who would help the most and who would hurt the most i just wanted to make a three-way trade just to yeah i say- know <laughs> <a three-way laughs> trade. <laughs>
0: If you need it to worked. know, if you need to know how the season's going for all of us. <laughs> Dude, like, honestly, like just
1: some spark of something to remember 2020 by the first ever three-way trade. Um, first ever three-way. True. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, that works. But, um, yeah. And then we ended up getting the deal done right before the podcast starts. And, uh, so we'll see what happens now, but hopefully everybody likes their team and it all helps us going forward. But it was just, I don't know. It was something about the adrenaline, the rush of making that three-way deal. I kind of got to
2: that people's heads were going to be spinning.
1: Right. Can you tell I'm my dad's son? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. I can. Oh. So yeah, anyway, but so one bright spot of the season is that that happened. One um, bright spot.
0: That's it. That, that's that,
1: that's basically it. Because yeah. This season has been absolutely awesome. atrocious. It's been atrocious from a fantasy standpoint for us. I think in I'm in three leagues. My best league, I'm three and four. I think at two leagues. And then I'm two and five in our main prioritized league.
0: Yeah, I'm two and five in both of my leagues. I almost lost because of fucking Tyler Lockett, man. I know. For the second time this year, he almost fucked me. So you didn't lose against Tyler Lockett. I That's didn't. pretty impressive. I didn't. That's how bad the other guy's team was. But Damn. I was I was mopping. Glenn knows who it is. He's in the league. I was mopping the floor with this guy. I was kicking his ass, and then going into last night, I had Chicago's the Chicago Bears defense, and I was down by three. So, but I won. Fuck you, Cam. Oh. All
1: right. Um. But yeah, other than that, fantasy sucks. Uh, the teams that we root for suck. Mm. Uh, the Lions, though, Caesar, they had a really good good win.
2: First, yeah, first of all, Matt Stafford, my fantasy quarterback, finally I was going to get a nice, obvious, bona fide QB play who's going to, you know, he's the Falcons defense, and he's the only quarterback this year to not put up a QB1 performance against the Falcons. Surprise? Not me. Um, but he did end up with a fine day at the very end of the game by throwing his first and only touchdown. Uh, but the best thing about it is just the fact that the Falcons choked again. And Matt Stafford, yet again, a fourth quarter comeback. He, he's known
1: for that. I like him. He's good. And, and the thing about the Falcons is too is they literally had the game yeah. and they accidentally scored <laughs> they, to lose the game.
2: That's just like they can't even try not to choke.
0: <laughs> right. I, I love it. I love it, dude. Shoot it into my
2: veins. It's Although, fantasy owners, they don't care if they have right. Todd
0: Gurley.
1: Hey, yeah. that was and the that difference touchdown. with Gomes. Is I,
0: that was the difference in my game with Tam. Right. That was the
1: difference. Right. Wow. I won
0: only by like four.
1: Imagine if Gomes wow. would have lost because Todd Gurley just said, nah, I ain't scoring a touchdown. I'm going to fall down right here.
2: Right. But it's Gomes. I'd anyway. have been big sad.
1: Right. Uh, so, let's go that's week God, we... we're on week eight now we're on week eight week holy eight.
0: shit bro
2: yeah we're already halfway through the fantasy regular season that's halfway
0: marks behind us which is crazy yeah we didn't even talk about it I feel like we've gotten so used to doing this podcast now that usually I feel like we opened up every podcast last year with guys it's already week X yeah, it's it, always just, just like,
1: yeah it always happens Like the timeline of this year is just so Weird. Like, I feel like I looked at I feel the like we're still in March. No, dude. I looked at the calendar today I was like, Oh my god, it's almost November, which is crazy. It means there's only two more months of this year left. But then I thought about it, and Christmas I was like, is I don't even remember January and February, like life before the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I feel like Damn. that was
1: so long ago.
0: that's crazy is that before we were like before things kind of cooled off with COVID in the summer, uh the last time that we had seen each other, like all of us had hung out in person was March when we went to visit Chris. And then I think we hung out for the first time in person, like in July or August.
1: So like we did like
0: the podcast occasionally and we talked to each other on PlayStation, but that was it. Absolutely crazy.
1: But I'm ready for 2020 to be over. Oh, me too. Um, And I'm also ready for the news with Sousa. No jingle.
2: No jingle. No jingle. Oh. You know that's what? Right, 2020 right. doesn't deserve a job. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you know what 2020 is all about? Injuries.
0: Yeah, tell so, me about let's,
2: it. Let's bring out, like I say every week, the long laundry list of injuries from week seven. Let's start off with OBJ. He's a high-value name. Well, he's done for the year. He uh, An, MRA, an MRA, MRI confirmed that he suffered a season-ending ACL tear in his left knee. So, OBJ, thoughts and prayers with you? He's yeah, that's
0: uh, that's unfortunate, man. Although Bethlehem Jr. is obviously a very good player. He's a very important player in fantasy. Um, <clears throat> and he actually has been pretty good this year, no? He's been decent, yeah, right? He has,
2: a, he has a few pretty big games, and then the rest are kind of like, meh. But the games that he does put up makes you need to start him every week because mm-hmm. you never know when he's going to drop 35 but for some reason baker mayfield did very well without him and i heard one point of view is kind of how baker mayfield doesn't have the stress to feel like he has to force the, ball, the ball to the draw to the right. diva himself so with that burden off his shoulders he can kind of just do whatever i'm sorry what did you just say i called OBJ a diva is that what you're saying
1: Disrespect.
0: <laughs> what was the debate? It was o- Brown versus... Oh, yeah. Brown Who's the bigger diva? OBJ. Uh, I guess we know our answer. Well, actually, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if An- Antonio Brown is a diva so much as he's just a fucking psycho. He's just a fucking psycho.
2: I hope he listens to this now. Um, no, I so... do He's
0: going to kill all of us.
2: Exactly. So OBJ out. Sorry, Mason, but Chris Godwin slated to miss week eight with a uh, finger injury. He, went, he uh, underwent surgery Tuesday to address a fracture in his left index finger. That's this one.
1: You know how he got that injury, Mason?
0: Yeah, from catching a touchdown pass.
1: From catching a fucking rocket bomb. Oh, throw from 43-year-old
0: Tom Brady, my quarterback. Yeah, so uh, if you guys are keeping count Brady. for Chris Godwin, three weeks with a fucking knee or hamstring – One week with a concussion, which he had inconspicuously on Saturday. Uh, He was in concussion protocol for some reason. And now he broke his finger. And he's supposed to be back in week nine. But uh, they also said that he could miss week nine. So he's missed. He's only played in three games.
2: But he's been great in three games. (laughs) But, yeah, no, that sucks because he's so good. He's pissing me off. (laughs) I know. He's a really good player. He did well well last week. Now he's hurt. i going to suck my balls. No. So Godwin out OBJ out. Kenyon Drake out for he's on IR already. At least what? Four oh to no. six, th-
0: four to six weeks or six oh to eight no. weeks. Something like that with. Dude, um, wait. Oh my God. Ankle See, injury. This is more credence to the hypothesis that I had. That if Sousa wants to trade for a running back that you have trade him because he's going to get injured because it happened again.
2: I got a, yeah, I got a, I texted Craig. I broke it all down. Um, here it is. I said, sometimes the world is out to get you. This is about injuries that I face. So Julio, Bell, Jarwin, Coleman, Chris Thompson, Raquel Armstead, Michael Pittman, all guys who got hurt for me. Then there's guys who I traded for who got hurt. John Brown, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, who I'm going to talk about in a second. Then there's guys who are on my team that would have got hurt for me if I didn't trade them away. Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, A.J. Green missed week five. So anyone I touch this year, whether they're on my team now or they were on my team before, watch out. Because there's a receipt on their back, and and the Reapers are going to get them.
1: So I don't don't, don't feel that good about that three-way trade
2: anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I just said, Jeff Wilson, he's out. Two, another high ankle sprain. Most surgeons got a high ankle sprain. Then Wilson stepped in, lit up the Pats, and then got hurt with a high ankle sprain of his own. So, Susan, so now,
1: I just interrupt you real quick. So now, after the three-way trade that we just made, how many San Francisco running backs do you own on your fantasy football team?
2: I own four out of the five San Francisco running backs.
0: <laughs> oh my god! And are you all of
2: me? them are on IR except for. Uh, Jesus Christ, Lamichael, Hasty, if I'm Ooh. saying that right.
1: Hey, you said who? I'm watching fucking Hasty get carries last week when I have McKinnon.
2: McKinnon's, McKinnon's the only one I don't have. Let's see if he gets the the workload. Right. The
0: fuck,
1: Lamichael Hasty. Bro, I watched, and here's the thing: I didn't, I didn't start McKinnon last week because I had Boston Scott, and I said I'm, I'm gonna roll Boston Scott because McKinnon's been pissing me off. I'm literally watching the Patriots get shit on by the San Francisco 49ers. I'm like, wow, there's going to be a run heavy script. Fucking Jeff Wilson is the best <laughs> running back in the world. He mm. gets hurt. I'm like, well, now they have to give it to McKinnon, right? Fucking Hasty comes in and he starts getting carries. And then they take him out. He goes off the field. Debo Samuel's in the backfield. they, <laughs> Debo they got hurt too. They gave him a toss. And I was like, what does McKinnon – like, Who did? whose wife did McKinnon
0: fuck to piss off somebody on that coaching staff? You know, on a related note to the 49ers, you know who else is pissing me off on that team, Glenn? Brandon Ayuk. Because every time this motherfucker's on my bench, he drops 10-plus. And every time I put him in my lineup, he gets me five. Make up your mind. It's just, he's, it's he's, just, I'm he sorry. Wakes up,
1: he wakes up one Sunday, and he's just like – i'm in mason's lineup (laughs) i don't feel like playing today
0: yeah he goes i don't really feel like it or he says
1: i'm not mason's lineup
0: (laughs) i'm gonna go off today how dare he bench me what the fuck right
2: yeah so debo he got hurt too hamstring injury likely to miss week eight devonta freeman on the giants he was he was forced to exit on the thursday game so this was almost a week a full week ago with an ankle injury I'm um, not sure what the latest is on him. He was spotted working on the side of the field in shorts. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> he, he was spotted working out though, so he, he's trying. But um, and like I already said, Kenyon Drake got hurt. They're on a bye week, but he's gonna be out for a while. Jace Edmonds opens up for him, and I feel like there's someone else I was thinking of who I didn't mention. But Andy the list Dalton. is long: OBJ, Godwin, Jeff Wilson, oh, yeah, Andy Oh, Andy Dahl. <laughs> Andy Dalton, basically the Cowboys quarterback, the, the best backup in the NFL, is also
0: out. As now we would got like to say full T Rex arms.
2: And uh, okay. now we have Leonardo da Vinci stepping in <laughs> to fill in those big shoes.
1: It's a man, I thought I touched out a pass. I thought I see a dilemma.
2: <laughs> Christian McCaffrey hasn't been ruled out after returning from IR today. Um, He's most likely the the Panthers play on Thursday. So two days from now, likely I'm guessing he's not gonna play.
1: Why I see, would they force? I see him? he is gonna play because as I work today, I get the notification it says Christian McCaffrey shows up in a red jersey to practice, which means he's he's injured, non in contacting me on the red jersey. I get a notification about five, ten minutes later, it says Christian McCaffrey took that red jersey off. Is now practicing. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this motherfucker means business. So they said, depending on how he practices Wednesday, I mean, um, well, today and Wednesday, it'll give more an idea. And if he'll play on Thursday, if he plays Thursday, obviously, probably on a snap count. I don't think they'll just release him full go. But it's good to see McCaffrey back because I need him in one of my leagues. And um,
2: you got to be careful. If I would not want him to play this week because this is a type of injury that if you come back too soon, it'll hamper you. And even if you continue playing and you don't get really necessarily hurt yourself again, it it just takes a toll and and you're not the same type of player. Matt, Matt Rule, head coach of the Panthers, did say that once McCaffrey's back, Mike Davis won't just disappear. He will still be involved.
1: And, that, and that's the thing, too. Another reason why you don't want McCaffrey to play this week. Think of all the McCaffrey owners who then become Mike Davis owners because they have his handcuff. If if McCaffrey is good to go on Thursday, who, 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 you know, who do you start? You're going to say, oh, McCaffrey's back. i got to put him in my lineup because I'd be a fucking idiot not you have to. to. You have and to. then when he only gets a snap count for like maybe like 20 snaps and doesn't do what you think he's going to do, you're going to be pissed. And then it's like, do I not start Mike Davis? And then – you're just it's, – it's a shit show. I'd rather just have McCaffrey out. That way I know I'm going to start Mike right. Dick. He's going to be the guy. But just, than... like,
2: just like – just like MVS, the NFL, head coaches, they don't care about us in fantasy. They don't care about our fancy teams. If, he, if he's active, I – and maybe in like a deep league, you can probably get away with playing both of them. But if you can only play one, you got to go with McCaffrey.
0: Sorry, this is kind of unrelated. But you know who really doesn't give a fuck about fantasy football? Mike Tomlin, because if I could just have a quick aside here for one second. So uh, well, I was watching football on Sunday, right, with with Craig and Panaccio. I played Craig last week, for the record. And, of course, every time the Steelers were on the goal line, uh, Craig's like, is that Benny Snell? So go fuck yourself, Craig, first of all. But uh... Benny Snell scored a touchdown on Sunday, which obviously I was very distraught about. And I was even more distraught when today – I looked at my phone and I looked at Benny Snell's stat line and he finished with 6.2 points. And you know why he finished with 6.2 points? Because he played two snaps, both on the goal line. He ran for two yards and the touchdown. And, touchdown. and that's it. I was so mad when I read that. I didn't understand the context fully on Sunday, but reading that made me so angry. And James Conner apparently had another touchdown that that, that should have he should have scored, I think, there, but they didn't challenge. Uh, James Conner was like basically right. I saw in the that. end zone, and then he should have had another touchdown run, but the Steelers got called for a face mask.
1: Yeah, I yeah, saw that one. He I was should about to have bring caught a up. touchdown, but it went right through his hands. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot about that too. <laughs> to
1: the goal line,
0: motherfucker.
1: So he and, had and, his that, and that's the thing, like with with the Steelers too, and this isn't anything new. Like with Mike Tomlin, even like going back to the left Bell days, when they get on the goal line when it's like, you know, first and goal, but it's like short, like two or three yards. They don't just go into like an I-formation triple tight end set where they're just going to pound it with the running back. I like – they'll come out first and goal like five wide in the shotgun <laughs> with Big Ben and yeah. Le'Veon Bell's on the side of him. Like what? Like
2: yeah, just give it
1: like give them at least one chance for us, for us fantasy football owners.
2: Well, now they got Claypool doing ender at the goal line, so right. you so don't know what the hell they're going to do. And um But they're undefeated, and that's all they yeah, care about. Yeah, it's working. Exactly.
0: They almost blew that game to the Titans. Almost. Titans made it a game at the end. but
2: A couple last-second injuries. Deshaun Jackson, he actually came back on Thursday, and he was, like, the only guy who was thrown to on the first drive. He had, like, three receptions. He had a rush, I think, and end around, and he was looking great. And then he got hurt again because that's what Deshaun Jackson does. He's actually yep. unfortunate. He was getting, like – it was like during a tackle or something i don't even know if he was the receiver on the play but his leg got kind of got caught under him and uh he, he he's out six to eight weeks as soon as it happened he ripped his helmet off and just slammed it on the ground because he knew exactly what was going on every time he plays he gets hurt it's crazy and then last but not least dd westbrook tore his ACL. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. Well, he did Terry's ACL, but I'm joking because, uh, no one owns him this year.
0: Well, I drafted him. So as if you had room hundred percent, he'd be on your team.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's injuries. That's 20 minutes of injuries because that's how many people get hurt every week. Uh, but a couple things from after that would be Antonio Brown officially signed with the bucks and Dez officially signed with the Ravens practice squad. So it's uh, twenty fifteen again, twenty fourteen. Is that a notepad
1: I see, Mason? Yep. Oh shit. Oh fuck. He's ready to drop a hammer on someone or something. Wait, are we ta- is it isn't isn't relative to A B or Dez? Oh no,
2: Because no. last All time you right. brought out a notepad, he like I don't
1: oh, know that what was when was. I that
0: was when I flipped out on the Patriots.
1: About... Hey, we'll talk we'll talk about them later. Okay. Uh, real That's quick. Real quick on A B and, and Dez. Uh, A.B. going to the Bucks is crazy. Tom Brady works his magic again. Bucks look like a fucking powerhouse. A.B. can't hurt the Bucks as a team. I mean, unless he does his crazy shit again, then it's just a waste anyway. But for fantasy, it's kind of – he'll help Brady. I'm not sure if he helps anybody else on that offense. Yeah, as, 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 as a
0: Godwin owner, I am concerned.
1: And Mike Evans. Mike Evans, if he's not catching touchdowns, he ain't doing anything. He's mm-hmm. not catching passes. Uh, Scotty Miller probably won't have any fantasy relevance either with AB there. And, and Brady just spreads out the ball so much. Cause that's who Tom Brady is. He's going to find the open guy. He's not going to stare down one guy constantly. Um, I, I, I also, if you're an, if you're a guy who picked up AB on your fantasy team, it's a good pickup because you don't know what he can do yet. We've seen that one game he played with Tom Brady and it was a success. However, um, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to fit into this Bucks offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to be one of, those, one of those weekly things for a defense where it's just going to be one guy I think that's going to go off in the offense as far as, like, the passing game goes. Because as a defense, now you have to make a decision of who you're not covering as, as well. Because not only do they have Antonio Brown, they have Chris Godwin, they have Mike Evans – Uh, and we've seen the reemergence of Gronk over the past two weeks. Right. So there's a lot of options there.
1: And also, um, talk about Des real quick. He gets signed to the practice squad. I believe he should make it off the practice squad and find that actual Ravens roster and be a receiver on that team. Because looking at the Ravens wide receivers, I mean, sure. Des is past his prime. Hasn't played football in a few years coming off injury. Um, Besides Hollywood Brown, what other wide receivers do they have that you can trust in if you're Lamar Jackson? Willie Snead?
0: I think, um, think well, Snead's been good for them. Uh, right, but I'm not, saying, obviously not fantasy relevant. But,
1: but like, think of the guy that Des Bryant is, like, as a receiver. He can be a red zone threat. Think of what, think of what Lamar Jackson already does with Mark Andrews and other tight ends. He just fucking chucks it up to them, and they're going to yeah. come down with it. And there's no reason why Dez Bryant can't be that guy and also stretch out the field along with Hollywood Brown and the tight ends that they have. Yeah, because maybe he doesn't
0: have the speed anymore, but
1: still tall as fuck. Right, and he can still catch the ball. Like always, Des Dez got it.
2: Nice. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know about Dez. Uh, we've seen this story before with the Saints. He got hurt, but could be due to old age and it's not in football shape. It's tough to get away with, uh, around that. But as for the Bucks, you can say what you want, Mike Evans. I'm a little worried about because he hasn't. He's been so touchdown dependent, and now it's going to be another mouth to feed. And uh, all I can say is it's going to be Tom Brady. He's going to be. The, he's the biggest benefactor of all of this. And uh, if you got Tom Brady, Glenn,
1: yep, then just set it and forget it. Man, that's what I'm. Gonna, that's what I plan on doing. Um, Leonard Fournette also seeing more of a role in that offense too. So Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones owners, hold your seat for a little bit because Lenny's coming. You yeah,
2: don't know what's going to happen with them.
1: Nope. Uh, that's the news with Souza. Let's recap Week Six very quickly and briefly as we get into our Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Now, gentlemen, as we were picking our stellar stars before the pod started, I said just pick between one of three guys on Justin's team this week because between three guys, he scored a combined what, Suza, like 110 points? Something like that. That's absurd. Absolutely a joke. Three guys. Three guys. So you guys have two of them. Um, Spoilers. But I'm going to pick a guy who's on my team, the guy that we just mentioned, Tom Brady. Um, against the Las Vegas the Buccaneers went there Sunday and Tom Brady did the damn thing Tom Brady throws for 369 yards tying his season high um, he throws for four TDs damn. two pairs damn. for the GOAT and then in case you forgot he also has many personas some know him as the goat some know him as tb12 some known as the greatest to ever play the game i say he is the greatest qb sneaker of all time as he gets in the end zone too for a rushing touchdown Totally in at 36.86 fantasy points that's crazy
0: tb12 better than jared stidham Actually, Susa, I thought of someone else I can pick. If you want uh, mine. Yeah, you can roll with yours. If, if you something. if you want my old one, I should say. Do whatever All you else. want. All right, fine. Actually, no, I, I got to do this guy. But I'll honorable mention someone uh, real quick before we get to that. Uh, Joe Burrow popped the fuck off. Uh, he threw for 406 yards. He had three passing TDs, and he also ran for 34 yards and had a rushing touchdown. So, I know they lost against the Browns, but that was more of their defense's fault, I feel, than uh, than Joe Burrow. So, honorable mention to him, but this guy, uh, who I'm about to actually talk about, literally almost made me lose this week. Actually, I already said this. Uh, It's Tyler Lockett. So, Tyler Lockett fucking dropped 45 points, 45.5 to be exact. He finished with 15 receptions for 200 yards and three touchdowns. That is bonkers. I think recept- that's the most I've seen from a wide receiver. How many receptions do you
1: say he had? 15. So he had 15 receptions on 19 targets, right? My dad, who's a DK Metcalf owner, we were talking about the game and how Tyler Lockett was going off and how Metcalf wasn't doing a damn thing. I told 20 him. 20 targets. Yeah, 20 targets? 20. I he had 19. Yeah. Whatever. That's fucking crazy. It is crazy. So the next closest guy to his 15 receptions on the team, two guys with three receptions. Like, it's so weird with Tyler Lockett because, you, like, year to year now for the past couple of years, You look at his stats, you look at his fantasy points per game and how he always finishes sometimes like like top 20, usually like a top 20 receiver, top 15. And we say, wow, you know, he has pretty consistent good weeks, like usually from like 10 to 15 points. Sometimes he'll have a low game of like 7 points, 6 points, whatever. Every single year, he goes off for multiple games of like crazy 30-point-plus weeks.
0: Both of them were against me this year. I just want to put that out there. Right, and he did yeah, it earlier this year point. against
1: Dallas and and just last week against the Cardinals. So it's crazy because, like, when Tyler Lockett's, like, on and Russell Wilson is just fucking locked into him, he consistently feeds him. And I haven't, I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Not since, like, fucking Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall.
0: I think it's interesting, too, because it's, like, you have to try and figure out which Seattle wide receiver is going to go off on a given week. Like, the thing is is that Metcalf and Lockett have both had pretty good seasons just due to the fact that Russell Wilson is balling right, right. now. Um, but it, I, but, I, they, but me, they have both not had – like, both had a good week at the same time, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, they both – like like, them...
1: Well, they both haven't had crazy weeks at the same time. Because Metcalf's been consistent for the most part, uh, besides that last week. Yeah. If you ask me who I'd rather have, I'd rather have Metcalf just because I think he's the better talent. And Russell Wilson already said, you know, how Joe Montana had Jerry Weiss. Like, he has DK Metcalf, and he wants him to be that guy his quarterback. So – and the guy's a freak athlete, red zone target, and he's the man. Um,
0: We could have have him, and we drafted Nikhil Harry instead.
1: Yeah. You could have Nick Chubb, too, and you get Sweeney Michelle. Shut up. Anyways – um Susan, your stellar star of the week. My stellar star of the week is
2: Devontae Adams. Yep. Because why not, right?
1: Why for this dude, not?
2: the guy I should have drafted. No, I'm just kidding. Um Are you
0: really though?
2: <laughs> yeah, I am because I drafted Aaron Jones over him and he, he's he was he was pretty good. You and still he have didn't Aaron miss... Jones? No. Oh but Devonte adams after missing two weeks then a bye week and then a mediocre week last week and week seven had 13 receptions on 16 targets at houston for 196 yards and two touchdowns this man was going off i believe he had 20 at the half 20 points and usually if you see that, you're like, oh, he's on pace. To, to, obviously, if he has 20 by the half, you think he's on pace for 40. But that never works out. Like a quarterback will have 20 at the half and then finishes with 25 somehow. That's usually how it goes. But no, Adams just about had 40, 20 in the first half, 20 in the second. And he's going to show you why he's a top receiver. And with Aaron Rodgers, he's he's a go-to because MVS blows. He doesn't give a shit about your fancy team. Aaron Lazard's on IR. And... uh
0: And Houston couldn't do anything about it. I saw something crazy on Twitter, like uh, that he's played like two and a half or three and a half games, and he's still the number 13 wide receiver. Yeah, just – yeah, pretty much. That's crazy. That's like ridiculous.
2: In our league, he's ranked 16, and I think you're right, like three and a half games.
0: That's, That's insane to me.
1: Three words. That guy's good. That guy's good. He is good. <laughs> that was Seller Stars of the Week brought to you by Rated Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your men or woman started. It makes you wonder. We say this a lot. Someone like Adams
2: and, and Lockett, just the de facto ones in that game going off. Like, why can't you just adjust for that player? If he already has 13 targets and 10 receptions, why, how'd you let him go to, to 15 receptions? You know what I mean?
1: Uh, that literally was me the case with Michael Thomas last year. Yeah. Like, right. like you know, Michael Thomas, he's going to be looking at Michael Thomas's way every game. Yet I had to proceed to watch Michael Thomas fuck me in the ass two times last year because nobody could fucking stop him. They're playing like soft zone coverage and Michael Thomas just sitting there. I'm like, I'm having two guys on him and making Traquan Smith fucking beat me. I'm Michael Thomas. Anyways, that's why we're not coaches, and that's why we're doing a podcast. Exactly. That's, that's true.
0: All right. Time for everyone's favorite segment, Fuck of the Week, brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Um, also, honorable mention, this is not the "fuck" of the Week, but I really wanted it to be. It's Michael Gallup. I just want to give a personal fuck you to nope. The entire Dallas Cowboys organization and every analyst who said that Michael Gallup was going to be a good fantasy player this year, go fuck yourself. You shouldn't have a job anymore.
2: This is that's the fuck you of the week. That Dad, that's
0: that's the fuck you of the week. But Michael Gallup finished with zero points because Andy Dalton died. Actually, no, it's probably just because he sucks. But Andy Dalton also died, so that didn't help. Anyway, the fuck of the week this week is Cam Newman. Holy shit. Like I said, we're going to talk about the Patriots, but holy shit. This is bad. This is real bad. So he threw for 98 yards. He had three interceptions, 19 yards rushing. That is literally the only positive, but that wasn't good enough because he finished with negative 0.18. Wow. That's
2: a damn shame. A quarterback.
0: That's insane. And uh, that was yep. Fuck of the Week. It was. You by PB&J
1: Lube. You you get think, fucked. Might as well use Lube. You think Patriots miss Tom Brady?
0: I miss Tom Brady. A lot.
1: You think people who were <laughs> the and uh, Bill We Trust guys are now changing their opinions?
0: Uh... Yes, maybe. Actually, I don't know. I feel like people are just like, dude, it's all part of the plan, guy. He's gonna figure it out. That
2: voice,
1: cadence, everything. I'm going to dunk. Want an ice? You want ice. <laughs> um, let's t- let's talk about this real quick. Um, two weeks in a row, Patriots have had losses that in. The past 20 years, if these losses happened during the Tom Brady era, uh, the sky would have been falling.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, it's not so much the sky is falling, but I think the reality and the realization is sinking in with New England that this team is not good and that the dynasty is over. Am I wrong for saying that? Or am no. I, or am I accurate?
0: No, you're accurate, bro. The bottom line is that every concern that we had going into the season has come home to roost and it's, it just, it's just a snowball effect. I mean, uh, you know, pretty good defense, but once again, you didn't have a plan to succeed, uh, succeed Tom Brady at quarterback. Stood the kid, uh, dude. Stood uh, the kid. Just did the trash can. but The thing uh, is, just,
1: to interrupt you real quick, you can't really oh, – I guess they kind of had a plan. Stood the of, skid mark. It was forced out of their hand <laughs> with Jimmy Garoppolo leaving or getting traded. But you signed Cam Newton, who in the first two or three weeks, people were forgetting Tom Brady because Cam Newton was playing good and the Patriots were winning football games. When Cam Newton plays bad, like he's shown that he can in the past, it's like, okay, now we're in trouble. Now the sky is falling. Now Bill Belichick doesn't know how to construct a football team. <laughs> I, I feel like that's that I'm seeing complete outrage from the guy like especially in Belichick. Like I've seen different like New England like analysts, reporters like saying that it's time for like Belichick to stop being the GM of the team like continue to be the coach, but as far as like constructing and building a team, he can't account for it because he doesn't draft well, or at least he doesn't draft his early picks well. And then the team that he's constructed since their Super Bowl run, you know, hasn't been good enough to compete.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that sentiment uh, to some degree because if you look at what Bill Belichick's done over the past, let's say like five, six years or so, he has swung and missed on so many draft picks – on so many trades that traded away more potential draft picks. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating because the Patriots could be in a much better position now uh, with a lot of young talent than they are because of Belichick's mishandling of the draft. And And
1: the thing is too, like, I think during that era of Belichick, you know, when he had Tom Brady, He's drafting a team and he's putting team to build around Tom Brady and they're buying into what's been known as the Patriot way. You know, you don't go out getting these flashy superstar guys. They just all buy into the system. They do their job and they play the right way. And has resulted in success, they won how many division titles in 20 years? Was it 18? I think so. Right. They won six Super Bowls, been to how many AFC championships It's stuff that teams like franchises haven't done in their team's history what they did in 20 years. So. I feel like part of it is he had a system on how he wanted to construct his team and the methods that they did it. But I think also it was taking Tom Brady for granted, especially offensively, because you like Tom Brady was making names out of guys who were fucking no names. And then they come to the Patriots and he'd make stars out of them. Like, guys like Wes Welker. Fucking Julian Edelman, you know, before, like... He wasn't wasn't supposed to be the receiver that he is now. Now he's a borderline Hall of Famer because of his success in New England.
0: Yep.
1: The only guy that they actually went out, got, and get was Randy Moss. And they fucking broke the record for touchdowns by a wide receiver in a season. And the thing is, like, we've talked about before... And, like, we discussed Brady leaving. Bill didn't really compensate for Brady getting older and Brady still competing. Like, if Tom Brady's playing football, what's his main goal? To win. To win. win. If you're not doing the best you can to put guys around Tom Brady to win a game, then how can you blame Tom Brady for leaving and going to Tampa
0: Bay? I don't. I I never have. I think Tom – uh, Tom Brady was perfectly like that. Was perfectly acceptable what he did, right? And, the, uh, and they're, and just they're fair, dirty.
1: but I'm saying there's like there's New England fans who are out there and be like, oh, I can't believe he left. I thought he retired a Patriot. He should have just retired instead of going to Tampa Bay.
0: It's their fault.
1: That's, it's the Patriots' fault. That's what I'm saying. If they if they brought in guys, it, it'd be different. If like they brought in some like like offensive talent, you build a good O line around him, get them some actual running backs like a guy that you could have as an every down back, get him some wide receivers to throw to besides fucking Julian Edelman all the time and get him actual talent around the offense. If that still happens and then you lose and it's because of Tom Brady's quarterback play, then it'd be like, all right, Tom, it's time for us to move on from you. You know, and then you you can put it on Brady whether he wants to leave, whether he wants to retire whatever. But Brady wasn't a fucking schmuck last year. He just had no, No. he, he had no
0: talent around him. No. And that's clear to see now. Because a lot of people hypothesized that the reason why the young receivers weren't good is because Brady didn't put enough time in working with them. And that is, I think, honestly, I might have said that. And that is 100% false. These guys have proven this year that they suck. Nikhil Harry looks like a bust. Jacoby Myers, get the fuck out of my face. Demir Bird? would be a good receiver on a good, t- like uh, like a good third or four receiver on a good team. But as your number two option, I'm sorry, he can't do that. And then they're throwing to other bums. Their tight ends suck. Like, they're awful. The only, uh, and even Edelman this year has been bad. The only person on that offense who has been good and still is, in my opinion, is James White. And that is it. No one else.
1: Damian Harris too emerging after injury. Yeah,
0: yeah. Damian Harris looks pretty decent, thankfully. But I like I, I just
1: don't and who knows? They could go on a win streak, win five in a row, and then we're revisiting this conversation down the road saying they're competing for the division. But as of now, like it just looks like a team that one, we're not accustomed to see a Bill Belichick team look like this. Um and two, it doesn't look like they'll be competing in the AFC anytime soon.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's what sucks. Fortunately. I th- I've, I've said that. I've said this to you guys before, but the reason why I was so. I was able to put up with being shitty in fantasy football is because at least I could count on the Patriots winning almost every week. So that would kind of get me through. But now there's like no hope. It's just misery at all times.
1: I've been dealing with that for 25 years, Mason. I know.
0: Maybe there's now hope I know how the other side for Newton. Goes.
2: Maybe Newton, after uh, some more time in the offense, maybe an off season, maybe he gets signed again. Who knows? You think I Bill will try to mold him and work with him, or yeah. just trash
1: him? I I, I think I, like he's good. He's a good quarterback, but like other quarterbacks, you just need help. Like you yes, just need a, good guys to throw. Here to like nobody, nobody. I can't think of quarterbacks in history who have had the scrub receivers that Tom Brady has had throughout his career and still found success in an offense and like played as a good quarterback. Think of the best quarterbacks of all time. Peyton Manning,
2: Josh Allen. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, all these guys, good receivers. Fucking Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Yep. Look at, look at now in the league. Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Aaron Rodgers has had fucking Greg Jennings, Donald Driver. He's got Devontae Adams. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. You know, uh, like every good quarterback usually has weapons that are able to be consistent, and you reflect that with good quarterback play. Tom Brady's been the exception. He's gone through generations of wide receivers and still found success for 20 years. And now... He's fucking loaded in Tampa Bay, and we see it reflecting in his game.
2: Yeah, that was that yeah. was the big question. Is Tom Brady going to be nasty with the weapons that everyone says he's never had, or is he really just and Mason, falling apart when you
1: know, he's not? You brought up the thing where, like, last year people saying Tom Brady wasn't putting in the time with his young receivers and this and that. How much time has he had in Tampa Bay to get chemistry with the receivers he had? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like, four and five. Right now – at, at first, it was a shaky start. He was still playing well, but he obviously doesn't have the same chemistry as, you know, he does now through seven weeks in the season. Yeah, now they're rolling. They just dropped
0: 45 in Las Vegas, who's borderline playoff team. No, I mean, yeah, they're, they're shredding teams. And their defense, uh, their secondary is still weak in my opinion, but their front seven is ridiculous. Run defense probably the best in the league.
1: I don't even think it's close, to be honest. And – um so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what the Patriots is looking at right now. And I had posted a poll on Twitter. I said, oh, this was on our Stellar Seller account. Let me see if I can run it up so I can actually crunch the numbers here. <clears throat> Which team is in more trouble going forward? The Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots? Sixty percent said New England Patriots, forty percent say Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to ask you the question, and then we're going to talk about the Cowboys real quick. Who's in more trouble? You want me to go
0: first, or you want to go first?
2: Um, well, I'll just make mine quick. It's the I voted Patriots, and we just talked about it. They're just—it's a rebuild mode. Dallas, not so much. I mean, they're missing some key offensive linemen. They're missing the quarterback. Once health comes back to, to form this team's I mean obviously there's a whole coaching th- uh, part of it but the talent which is probably the hardest thing to accumulate and put together is there Patriots needs a lot more work uh yeah I agree I voted Patriots as well because, how about like, this we... here's an idea Bill to the Cowboys and then McCarthy goes to the Patriots
0: no ew ew no no Okay. Anyway, I voted Patriots uh, for the reasons that we just discussed. I think going forward, uh, as, as long as Belichick is working the draft at this point, uh, hopefully he's just in a slump and he can come out of it and start drafting players that are NFL-ready and capable. Uh, but they don't really have a lot of young talent going forward. Um, not on offense, anyway. They do have some potentially young studs on defense. But the yeah, it's just that you have no plan at quarterback um, right now. Uh, I think it's the Patriots. At least Dallas has you have a guy in Dak. Um, you have Zeke. You have your your uh, a a good wide receiver room, very good wide receiver room, one of the best. Um, and I think you have some players on defense that if they get coached up properly, they should perform better than what they are now.
1: I'm also going to agree, and I'm going to say the Patriots, but it's not as far as you might think because here's the biggest problem. Dallas Cowboys um, have paid multiple players on their defense, multiple players on their offense. They they, They paid everybody besides their quarterback. They even paid for a backup quarterback who can't even get a job done there. For the Cowboys season, it's been injuries. The offensive line... There's only one guy, Connor Williams, a left guard, who is a projected starter at the beginning of the year. Everyone else has been hurt or injured. Their offensive line's just banged up. That's that's already that's already a down part right here. Oh hold on a second. Just got a notification. I can't
2: Was that a defense for a defense? Browns D for
1: Chiefs D?
0: Yep.
2: Trade alert in our league. Why record?
1: I I fucking hate this guy. Which one? Jake. Now he's got me thinking. Why is he trading a defense for (laughs) a defense? What does he know that we don't about the Browns' defense?
2: They're probably in like trade negotiations for Ramsey or something.
0: What's their schedule?
1: I don't know. That that's that's one of the weirdest tree, trades I've ever seen my whole in this whole week.
2: That's De- a trade your dad would make just to make a trade. Anyways, back to
0: my what I was saying is oh, um I see week 15 and 16 they play the Giants and the Jets.
1: Hmm. Oh, so Jake Jake, I'm sorry, Jake automatically assumes he's going to be playing week 15 and 16. am just saying I would
2: I would assume that too. He's going to stomp his way to a third championship.
1: Yeah, he said that last year. And he lost in the first
2: round. That's why I'm saying it, too. Oh. If we just keep saying it, you know. Anyways,
1: real quick about the Cowboys. They stink. Everyone who said, it's okay, we have the best backup quarterback in the league and Andy Dalton, fuck you for saying that. This guy sucks. He's bad. Give me Leonardo da Vinci for the fucking rest of the year. Because Andy Dalton, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how you can have reps as a backup starter. Go through training camp working with the starters and still you've been a starting quarterback in the league last year. And you look like fucking trash in two games against the Arizona Cardinals in prime time at home. That's because it is trash. And me. then against the Washington football team with the weapons you have at wide receiver.
0: I just want to say I'm the only one who picked them last week, I believe. Actually, no, Susan did too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see know, that when we do the The only things. saving grace, the only saving grace I can think of for this Dallas Cowboys team, like we mentioned on the podcast last week, my dad was here. Fire everyone, resign Dak. You resign Dak Prescott after this year. He gets healthy. You have Dak going forward in the future. You have all the offensive talent around him. You have that offensive line get healthy. You, I'm sorry, you let M- Mike McCarthy be a one and done because right now. He is worse than Jason Garrett, and I never thought I'd be saying those fucking words on this podcast. You get rid of Mike Nolan, who fucking has hot sauce in his eye during a press conference. Did you see that?
0: I did. That is so Cowboys. I hurts, bro. I'm sorry. Got it, wiping
1: his eye, All right, Oh, well, he's answering a question, and he goes, ah, God, I had some Tabasco on my finger. I just got my eye. So it takes like a fucking minute to, you know, get his eye all straight. It's like, dude. <laughs> You are embarrassing America's team, which means you are embarrassing America. We already have a president who fucking does that. <laughs> Anyways,
0: 2020
1: is not the year. 2021 has to be, but you have to make drastic changes. Jerry Jones, man, I don't know. He's got him and his, him and his idiot son, man. They gotta they might have to give up give up their their football operations. they could still be owners of the team just stop making team decisions because the fact that you decided to pay everybody else besides your quarterback makes me sick.
0: You and I both know that's never gonna happen. It's not.
1: but my, obviously Mike McCarthy be, isn't the answer. unless they go on a fucking win streak and win seven straight games and actually win a playoff game this year, I want Mike McCarthy gone next year, one and done. Let's go. Let's start it over. Let's find somebody else. Let's pretend twenty twenty never fucking happened, like the Red Sox are doing right now. And with that, I think that's that's all I want to say. Uh, let's do the pick pick'em for week eight. There's a famous band once said,
0: "What else can I say?" What else can I say?
1: That's uh, what Ben's up.
0: No idea, I forgot. Isn't it Dream Dream Genie? Dream Theater? Damn, how No, it's Dream Genie. How
2: the fuck Dream did Genie. you remember that? Dream Genie is the... Is that the band or
0: the name of the song? No, it's the
1: band. Yeah, the song is called uh, Wild Gas. No, that's, that's not what it's called. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that makes, that makes me miss Rock Band. Me too.
2: Anyone else out there miss Rock Band?
1: Yeah. Miss rock band? Yeah, I miss yeah. Rock Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure you do. I, I do. Guy fucking moves out of his house. We never have to play Rock Band again.
0: Cause I, I, I can't, dude. <laughs> I, I actually I guess we technically could. There's mm. no one living below me now, so. Mm. Actually, no, because Susa has golden. So. Nice.
1: That's confidential. I do not. Yet.
0: <laughs> oh, there it is. Yet.
1: Uh, flash forward to next week where Suza's on his deathbed. Just recording from the hospital.
2: Is it time for uh, uh would you really
1: record from the hospital for us?
2: I had nothing better to do.
1: Oh, shit, boys, your boy got nine wins last week.
2: Oh, me too. Is yeah. that time of the, of the day?
1: Yeah, it's time for the skin. Thursday night, we could see the return of the back. Oh my god. Uh, As the Carolina Panthers, who are 3-4, and travel. Actually, they they don't travel anywhere. They travel to the stadium via bus because they're at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta. Atlanta. Give me the Panthers.
0: Panthers.
1: I like the way Teddy B
2: is playing. Panthers. And now that I don't have Mike Davis anymore, he can go back to getting 20
1: points. Right. The New England Patriots face the division-leading Buffalo Bills. We're five and two. What do we say, boys? It's the Bills. It's Josh Allen and the Bills.
2: Although it wouldn't be surprising to see Josh Allen full diaper yeah. this game. You know what I'm I mean? Actually,
0: I'm actually gonna take the Patriots. Oh uh, I That's, think see
1: everything we just talked
0: about for the best 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I still or think just, I still think like that they're gonna out. I still think they're gonna have to get their shit together uh, going forward. I don't think this win is going to be like indicative that they're going to make the playoffs or anything.
1: But The thing is, Mason, you keep disrespecting the Bills and it's going to come back to bite you because Sousa picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Come on. That's right, dude. What are you going to do when the Buffalo Bills bite you?
0: Nothing.
1: Because they're not. On the butt. Not going to happen. The Buffalo Bills, Buffalo, Buffalo bite you. On the butt in Buffalo.
0: Anyway, Buffalo. So you Buffalo,
1: guys
0: taking Buffalo, the Bills? Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I'm
1: assuming. I'm taking, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills because they got that bite on your butt. On your balls. On your balls. Next. Tennessee Titans who suffered their first loss at the hands of the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Uh, try to gain some ground again as they face the Cincinnati Bengals who are one five and one. Give Give the me
0: Titans. Titan Titans. Titan up. Susan. Oh. Uh, yeah,
2: Titans all day.
1: All day. That's that's AP. That's not Derek AP. Henry. Las Vegas Raiders. They're three and three coming off a big loss to the Buccaneers. Now go to Cleveland to face the Browns.
0: Give me the Raiders. The Raiders.
2: You know it, baby. I'm picking the Raiders. <laughs> I'm going with. You the... know it. I'm going with uh... Cleveland. I'm going with <laughs> Cleveland and Baker without OBJ, stressing them out, demanding the ball. I think the, I think the offense is going to look pretty good. Give it they to the, the Browns.
0: Uh, what the? The Raiders. They're not... They're not picking the Raiders.
2: I picked them the win last week, and they didn't.
0: Are you are you disrespecting the Raiders? That's because they were playing Tom Brady, Dub dumb Baker Mayfield, they know Tom Brady. <laughs> dub, dub He's Baker Mayfield.
2: I guess Pat Mahomes ain't no Tom Brady either because they lost
1: to the Raiders. Oh yeah.
0: the Raiders. Oh! Snap crackle pop.
1: Rice Krispies. Indianapolis <laughs> mm. Colts coming off a of bye. Travel to Detroit face uh, the Lions.
0: Give me the Colts.
1: Give me the Lions, man. Matt Stafford's going to be rolling off that big dick energy he got last week from that game-winning drive. Yeah, it's possible.
2: I'm thinking more so that I don't believe in the Colts' offense. Although their defense is pretty good, wouldn't surprise me to see Stafford shit his pants. But I'm going with the Lions, too.
0: All uh, um... right, guys. What
1: the yeah, Minnesota Vikings who are one and five, coming off a bye. we traveling to the Green Bay Packers in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field.
0: Give me the Packers. The Vikings stink.
1: Mason says the Vikings stink, and I agree with him. Packers.
0: Just
1: <laughs> so- yeah, I
2: agree. Vikings stink. Packers. Rogers. Adams. All day, every day.
1: All right. Now, if there was any week for the New York Jets to get a win, it is 110% not this week as they travel to Kansas City face the Chiefs. If you look at the pigskin pick them, but like what people picked and decided and picked and prodded and picked and look at the bar. I know. It's fucking it's all the way up on the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's very minuscule for those few New York bozos who pick the
0: Jets. It should actually be like physically impossible on the website to pick the Jets this week. Right. I heard there's no chance they're going to win this game that the
2: Chiefs are 20 point favorites. Holy
0: shit. Are You're you a betting man, Susan?
2: No. Well, I heard, yes, I, heard,
0: no. heard I was putting my prop bets down today at the casino.
2: No, no. Although there's a website for that now.
0: Now, of course, you would know. Damn.
2: I, I gave it a couple shots.
0: Oh, the truth comes out.
2: I there was the Chiefs game when Hoyer played. It was a prop bet. I think it was it was three people. It was Mahomes over a certain yardage, Hoyer over a certain yardage, or <laughs> over under, and Kelsey over under receptions. I think, and I That's you had to get her. two you had to get two out of the three right to like double your money or something. And I got it I got it wrong. Yeah, I, I put Hoyer and Mahomes over their yardage and Kelsey over too, but they all got what? under.
0: <laughs> what isn't it like gambling one oh one to never take the the over? Or no, it's never take the under. That's right. I've never heard of either. I think but you're like you know. not taking the not you're not supposed to take the under. I feel I I'm pretty sure. Like, almost always. I could That's be no
1: completely wrong, though. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams travel to Miami to face the Dolphins, and it is hot down there. But More importantly, it's two-a-time. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Are you excited? You think they're going to get a win in his debut as a
0: starter? Um, I mean, sure. Probably not. But that would be cool. I would enjoy that. So which one is it? I'm picking the Dolphins.
1: So you said, sure, probably not. I'd enjoy that.
0: <laughs> which I'm translates to, I'm picking the Dolphins.
1: <laughs> which translates to, it's hot down there. Yeah. You're picking the Rams? I'm picking the Rams. Uh, yeah, me too. They can take the heat. They are going to throw everything they can. And by everything, I mean Aaron Donald. At to his ass and see if Tua can handle the challenge. He might not. It might be Ryan Fitzpatrick coming into the second quarter.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: This, this ladies and gentlemen, is a game as AFC North rivals clash as the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Baltimore to face the 5-1 Ravens. Quoth the Raven, nevermore.
0: Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers. Me too. Because their defense looks good. I think they can keep uh, the Ravens offense bottled up in my personal opinion.
2: Yeah, the Ravens seem to be favorites, at least on the Pigs and pickums. but I, I agree. I'm going to go with the Steelers.
1: Is that before or after they signed uh, Debs Bryant? Definitely what after. I said, is that before or after they signed Des Bryant?
2: I thought you said, like, Desmond or or Desmond, Desmond uh, I don't know. It's that just, actually is, is his right name. Here. Desmond. Desmond, yeah. Oh. Uh, no. So, who are you picking?
1: Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, oh, LA Chargers. Yeah. Driving to Denver to face the Broncos. Give me the Chargers because Herbert – Herbert's going to burger. Herbert is going to I don't gonna... even know what I said. <laughs> I don't know. It was Herbert. And he's gonna be the rookie of the Year. Bingbert. Bing, bing Bing.
0: <laughs> Herbert
1: Burger Herbert. Uber. And he's gonna go to Denver and beat them. <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> Gimme Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. Herb. And Herb. the New Orleans Saints, Nolans. Uh, traveling Chicago faced the Bears, who uh, Dude, big remember, Dick Nick's balling out. He is, but not balling out enough to get a win on Monday night against the Rams, so they dropped to five and two. Saints looking to become five and two. Saints are kind of rolling right now, and is Michael Thomas going to play? Or is he going to punch out another one of his
0: teammates? He's probably going to punch another one of his teammates, like a dumbass. Punch
2: him out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see anything but for this week, but.
0: Eventually, right? That's what we've been saying. I mean, I don't think you'd see an article saying that Michael Thomas is planning on punching a teammate. Again. Oh,
2: I mean playing. Talk about if he's playing or not. Not if he's going to punch somebody. He just fuck around.
1: Over and under on Michael Thomas punching on his teammate. Under. <laughs> Does it even make sense?
0: No, you set the over. Set set the set it at two. No, instead
1: of that one over or under, because if he goes over one, he punches out two teammates. <laughs> That's fucked.
0: Um, I'm going to go with the over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what you did heard I it say? Here first, never, never go take with the, the under. under. Never That's take right. The under. If we get breaking news later <laughs> in the week, says Michael Thomas enrages in a brawl and uh, connects with two of his teammates, then Mason. We take you to Vegas. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe we he put doesn't, everything on black.
0: Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he doesn't uh, punch them out and just takes their heads and like knocks them together.
1: And maybe, would that count?
0: I mean, uh, I don't
1: know. All right. And the San Francisco 49ers, 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 49ers travel to Seattle, face the Seahawks, who just suffered their first loss of the year. We're going to steer the ship in the right direction. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Same. Me too. And then if you were an NBC executive and you saw at the beginning of the year Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles in an NFC East division showdown might be a fucking game of the year in Philadelphia, Mm. I'd be hyped. But then you fast forward to... October 27, 2020 This game doesn't even It doesn't deserve to be on Sunday Never mind fucking prime time It doesn't
0: deserve to be on television
1: Right, because we got Leonardo da Vinci Going up against the Philadelphia Eagles And My sorry ass is still going to pick the Cowboys
0: Are you kidding? I actually am I I don't know I'm I'm putting my faith in Leonardo da Vinci Bro I am not Uh, I am. I am because I have to start Gallup this week because once again, I have two wide receivers out. Oh, because I forgot to mention Manuel Sanders had to kiss someone with COVID last week on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: really. At least he wasn't getting punched out by his teammate. Monday Night Football, (laughs) Tampa Bay travels to the Big Apple. To face the New York football Giants. It's the question. Bucks. It's the Bucs.
0: It's the Bucs. And
1: a final score of 31 to 10. 38 to 13. All right. I put in. Oh, I'm saying have, 33 have, to 13. getting 13 points. Oh, that's kind of generous. One lucky touchdown and a couple field goals.
0: All right.
1: And I'm going to submit my picks. Some picks. And uh, we're just going to give you a quick update on the leaderboard here for the Stellar Sella podcast hmm. And it looks, like... <clears throat> it looks like we'll skip the leaderboard oh, today. Oh, come on. <laughs> Matt Suzuka in first place alone with 73 total wins on the season. But we're creeping up. Actually, I'm not even close to creeping up. I'm 13 games behind, but I'm in fourth place. <laughs> I just think people are missing weeks. Dude, know. Yeah, got... Boy, AMAC
0: dropped off. Holy shit, Susie. You're at 95%? He's in the 95th
1: percentile. Well, Damn. I don't, I don't know, man. You're hearing it first. You're hearing it here
2: first on the podcast. If you at home want to enter some contests about game picks, I'm here for you. Well, but I want some type of a cut if you make money.
1: Here's the thing. It's kind of an asterisk next to your name because if if AMAC continued and actually kept up with all the pick-skin pick pickums, he'd probably be blowing us all out of the water. That's true. You know, so Glenn
0: is speaking only lame.
2: And Uh, if Gizzy was picking all the right teams, then she'd be in first place. But that's just yet another if.
1: She's a cat and she can't
2: pick. Only if only. Ask her if she thinks the
1: Cowboys are going to win. You think the Cowboys are going to win, Giz? Hold on. Say that again? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I take that as and I'm not sure.
1: she she got no fucking idea. That's Neither do we, so...
0: All
1: right, uh, So I was picking Pick them. Uh, now... Gizzy, can you start the grill for me? Gizzy, you have to go. Sizzle hot takes. Brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Hey, Susan. Hey Sousa. I'm here. I'm yeah, waiting. When I say hey Sousa, you say what, Glenn? What, Glenn? Are the burgers good? Durr. Dur. Sizzling hot takes for week eight. Mason, you look like you got a you got a hot take you want to spew out your mouth.
0: Uh yeah. This one's just going to be – yeah, this one's hot, man. So I picked the Patriots to win this week, uh, and they're not going to do that off the back of Cam Newton. They're going to do that off the back of Damian Harris. My man is going to rush for 150 yards and two touchdowns. That's hot.
1: That's
2: fucking
0: crazy. I know. As soon as you get something hotter – Can you say that again, Mason? Damian Harris, 150 yards, two touchdowns.
2: 150 yards, two touchdowns, and
0: a Patriots dub. Yeah, and a Patriots dub. So,
1: damn. Um,
2: (laughs) I I don't have a very good hot take available. Oh, that's 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 that. And that's that.
1: (laughs) Thanks for showing up. This is hot takes. Not having a fucking <laughs> hot. Take. No, no, I was gonna go last. Remember? No, no,
2: <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> I, I don't. All
2: right, all right. Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. My hot take, and this is good for Mason Boyd. Is that Le'Veon Bell is going to cement himself as the lion in that backfield in KC, getting. A touch ratio compared to Hilaire of two to one. So 15 carries to seven or something like that. 20 to 10. Bell is gonna get 20 points, and Clyde's gonna get less than 10.
0: Whoa. I would love that.
1: See, I've done this before and I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna take one of your sizzling hot takes. I'm gonna twist it around to kind of be the exact opposite. Oh, so, Le'Veon Bell. Well, fuck us. Le'Veon Bell is facing the Jets this week, right? Mm-hmm. The 0 7 Jets, right? That's right. The same 0 7 Jets that traded Le'Veon Bell. Oh no, Ooh. released them. I'm sorry. Released. Released them. Released them. So right off the top of your head, you're thinking it's gonna be a fucking Le'Veon Bell revenge game, bro.
2: Yeah, that too. All right, so maybe 25 points for Le'Veon
1: Bell. But here's a, here's in reality, here's what's going to happen. Okay. Then this might be this might be a little too hot to handle. So, uh, listening discretion is advised for Craig Heiler, because the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champs, are going to find themselves upset to the New York Jets, and people say they say, "Wow, Glenn, that might be the dumbest thing I ever fucking heard." I'm going to say, it might be the dumbest thing you ever heard, but it's also the hottest take you've ever heard on a podcast. Because Sam Darnold is going to do, as the kids call it, drop trowel on the Super Bowl champs. And Adam Gase is going to have the last laugh on Le'Veon Bell's revenge game as the New York Jets get their first and only win against the Kansas City Chiefs. And when it happens next week, I want – The next week's podcast, when that happens, is just going to be a replay of me saying the sizzling hot take for an hour and a half. If
2: the Jets can beat the Chiefs, I have to do something. What should I do?
1: You eat my hat, you get to wax Mason's back.
2: Like it's a privilege I get to wax his back. I'm not consenting to that.
1: <laughs> you get to.
0: I'll shake I your will. Hand.
1: I will wax
2: my ass crack if the Jets win this week. <laughs>
1: we do it on a live stream.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to not show too much.
1: Damn, are you serious? I'll do it. Check on it. <laughs> Shake on it. Shake my head. Oh my god. And <laughs> when you say wax it, I'm talking like, you know, you take the fucking hot wax and then you spread it. I want it in between the cheeks. <laughs> so it gets it hards up. And then I want a little bit at the top, like the top of your ass crack. And I want to be the person to just fucking rip it through your ass.
2: That's right. I and mean, you know how like uh in, in food competitions, they'll like the, the judges will check to see. They'll have them open their mouth and check to see if anything's there. That's what I'm going to do with my ass. I'm going to show the camera, make sure people see that, oh my there's, God. that, there's, that there's no hair left at all.
0: This uh, is the, we this might is the have to, we... first part of a podcast and, we've and, ever had. And,
2: and then we'll put it on Twitter and tag the Jets. Jets Nation.
1: There's no context. Just at New York Jets. is a video <laughs> of this guy getting his ass waxed because the Jets won.
0: oh man oh my god bro mason would you
2: rather do that or get a tattoo of the jets logo on your shoulder
0: that says my name in it (laughs) (laughs) no i wasn't i wasn't trying to say that i know you were but (laughs) I, i saw the opportunity i had to take it
1: Everybody in your family has that tattoo. Your kids will say Mason with a different <laughs> sports logo on their <laughs> shoulder.
0: <laughs>
1: it's it's oh, funny, man.
2: but I'm like Jesus somewhat I'm Christ. like a little bit nervous that the Jets might win. But I'm like it's so it's we, such a oh, long Mason, shot that I don't we, feel nervous about it. We all.
1: gotta do that. Like if 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 you get the toilet again or something, that's gotta be some kind of punishment where you just get a tattoo that says Mason of some sports. I am
0: not doing that. <laughs> Zero percent chance. You won't be able to punish me when I'm not in the league next year. It'll be
2: a picture, a portrait of David Johnson's face with Mason under
1: it.
0: How
1: about that? Have you guys ever seen Practical Jokers? Yes. So you know Sal from Practical Jokers. Yeah. (laughs) One one of his punishments, Joe. Well, Joe punished all three other the Jokers, and they made he made him get tattoos. So they made Sal. Get a fucking portrait of Jaden Smith on his <laughs> upper thigh. I've seen that. When he lifts up his pants, it's just the head of Jaden
2: Smith. <laughs> I, I would never do that. I don't know how he went with that. A tattoo of Jaden Smith. So what
1: we should do as a league is if it ever happens, if Mason wins the championship, we should all get Mason tattoos like, like how Scotty B and Wendy have. <laughs> have tattoos <laughs> and it will just be Mason and just like all different like sports like logo writing. Oh, that would be, that'd be funny. I'd do that because I know that shit ain't never going to happen.
0: Yeah, not this year. <laughs> Definitely not this year.
1: Uh Anything else before we wrap up? Uh No. I got nothing.
0: Hopefully this season if if I,
2: gets canceled. See if I can get a win Again. this week.
1: Yeah, 2020 has been crazy. It got even crazier today with the three-way trade. Hopefully it works out. Here's a question, Susan. Would you rather <laughs> wax your ass, like you're gonna have to after this Sunday, yep, or would you rather go 0 oh, 16 in fantasy and win the toilet?
2: Oh, the the sheer pain, physical pain of getting your ass waxed, I can only imagine.
0: Yeah, but think of it this way.
2: But you do that, and it's over. Yeah, immediately. It's like that. It's like that. So yeah. well, you there's like have to worry about it. This is the 10-15 minutes afterwards of patting your ass with toilet paper soaking up some of the blood. But... <laughs> such, a, such a vivid <laughs> I don't think
0: that's true. supposed to happen.
2: <laughs> if you rip all that hair out I'm sure there's going to be some spots.
0: No. Like, like if
2: you cut yourself shaving it might be like a little dab of blood. I'm
1: sure that'll happen.
0: No, because when you cut yourself shaving you're cutting the hair. You're not pulling it out.
1: I don't you know, You shouldn't man. bleed if you pull a hair I thought, out. I thought when you cut yourself shaving you're cutting your skin.
0: Yeah, well, I'm saying you, you when you when you're shaving, you're cutting the hair. I'm just saying that's like, yeah.
2: what the blood would kind of be similar to, just like a little spot. Well, we'll see this week if the Jets win.
0: Um, <laughs> well, no, everyone I think will it, see.
2: i I think I'd rather have to do the waxing because I just wouldn't be able to live it down if yeah. I went zero sixteen.
1: They were only nine weeks away, so <laughs> yeah, we
2: still got plenty of time.
1: That's true. All right, see you at the end. So. Uh... Yeah, that's it. Best of luck this weekend to all you listeners, to everybody on the podcast. We will see you next week. Guys, let's get the fuck out of here.
0: Bye-bye.